Praise the Lord. Our God is so good to us. Hallelujah. I need a young usher. Would you help me out? Hallelujah. Uh, our God is good. Amen. And uh, I, I love this season right here most of all. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I am so thankful. Uh, it's been 40 years when I walked into a Pentecostal church in this season. And uh, it is, uh, I remember looking at my mom and dad on Thanksgiving of that year and saying, these people want me to get baptized. And they kind of laughed at me and then three weeks later I got baptized in Jesus' name and I, I was so thankful. So, hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord tonight. Let's all stand and worship tonight. Hallelujah.
Oh, let's do that right now and thank the Lord for what he is and who he is. Hallelujah. My God is so thankful. Give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. You know, I, I want to thank the Lord for being a prayer answering God. Uh, my son-in-law is over in uh, Chibuti, Africa, and uh, they've got burn pits there, and they have affected his lungs. And uh, there are days and nights that the Lord wakes us up, and we pray. We don't know what's going on, and I know a lot of you have all got woken up out of the middle of the night, and we've been in prayer, and, and come to find out he had a spell here the yesterday or the day before, but knowing that our God wakes us up in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, and that it's it's about eight or nine o'clock. They're seven hours ahead of us there. And knowing that our God can protect him and raise him up and help him in this hour that he is in. And uh, knowing our God is a prayer answer in God, we can't be there, but my God can be there. And he is able to do marvelous and great things. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen uh, tomorrow with him. So we're going to find out. Uh, uh, it's all up to the officials there. Uh, so God is very faithful in answering your prayer. Uh, if he answers my prayer, I know he'll answer your prayer. And that's what I am so thankful as everybody here as a prayer uh, 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 praying people and praying people get things done hallelujah hallelujah does anybody else have a testimony today one it's a day of thankfulness and and just pop right up where it goes Hallelujah. We are sons of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And anybody else? Praise the Lord. Awesome. Hallelujah.
Yes. Teachers become heroes to a lot of them kids because they have no stability at home. Hallelujah. That's so good. Awesome. Somebody else. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, he gives us things in this world. I, I had a rela- thing. Uh, I was down in the dumps and way up from the farm and right in the middle of downtown Sherman, Texas, God sent me a one-eyed chicken to crow right outside my window. <laughs> uh, it it helped me out. It uh, it just calmed me down. Just I called it the one-eyed chicken. And God will send you something to encourage you, uh, uh, and He knows exactly what you need. Hallelujah! Somebody else.
Hallelujah. That's a good goal. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. Somebody else. Praise the Lord. And I like that little praiser right there. She's got her hands up. <laughs> Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. He really does love everyone. Hallelujah. It is so awesome. And He wants to help us in our time of need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Knowing his name. That's so awesome. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're all part, just a, a cog in the big wheel. And this is what makes it all moving. Uh, the days that you don't feel like going to church, you go, well, I'm not going to go for me. Let me go for my brother and my sister. Hallelujah. Because each when you come, it, it encourages the others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, it's so good. Anybody else? Never mind. I understand. I get, I was that way. I used to never be able to talk in front of anybody. Now they, I can't be quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is a great day to be thankful. Every day is a great day to be thankful because we got a lot to be thankful about. And our God is a great God and He does come into our lives and is a part of our lives so great uh, I never knew how great he was until I started walking in this way and through all the different things that you go through I have found my God faithful even when I didn't think there was any hope in the whole situation my God has been faithful and brought us through hallelujah give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise 
as Brother Erickson comes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, that's so good. Well, I think I <clears throat> questioned yesterday when I was working on this thought. I said, you know, I'm not, I'm thankful, this is certainly part of it, I just, was kind of a new take on a new angle. And then you all's testimonies and I have been so awesome. I feel like I'm, I'm right where I should be right now. And I um, want to turn your attention to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. And I'm not going to read the familiar settings that you're used to. I want to read a little farther down, starting with verse number 10. And I think Brandon's got this for us on the screen. <clears throat> And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And I, I just want to talk to us tonight about faithfulness. Faithfulness is one of those qualities that God puts in the heart of every Christian. It's imperative. It's essential. It's not just one part of the fruit of the tree that Ephesians speaks of, but far more, it is the very device that brings us back to being able to place our thankfulness in the proper thought process and place. And so um, I'm going to try to talk to you about two things tonight in these verses that we read that I want to bring your attention to and uh, talk to us about uh, faithfulness. Faithfulness is God's idea. He, he is pleased when we are thankful. He likes it when you are able to give him thanks and credit this to his name. When you think about the ten compound names of the Old Testament, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Shalom. All of these, each of them are talking about God in position where there was a need in a human's life and how that he became real and their need maker in their life. Oh, you don't know about the peacemaker until you are in the midst of a troublesome place in your life and you need the feel of God who's there and says, settle down, I've got your back, everything's okay. 
You don't, you don't know about a God. You just know him of the Old Testament, the, the God of the law, until finally you find out that he is the one that's going to go to battle for you. Amen. He's in front of you. He's leading the heavenly host, and he will bring victory for your life. Oh, that's when you know about your God. Amen. When he comes in the midst of your need. Amen. So, Lord, I pray that you bless this little Bible study tonight. I pray that you would do great things, touch our hearts and lives. And Lord, we'll give you thanks and praise. Lord, bless all those who could not be here tonight. I pray that you would comfort them and lift them up and encourage them. Thank you for this time of year that we call Thanksgiving. Lord, uh, we honor what uh, the United States of America established all the way back with the pilgrims. But Lord Jesus, even more so, I want to give you thanks tonight. I want to be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Blessed we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The first thing I want to just bring to your attention tonight is that we can be excited about our experience in God and start looking at what God is providing for us. The land flowing with milk and honey was a promise to Israel that, that, that not only was it going to be a, a place that had uh, growth in it and it would be good, it would be fruitful, but, but he talked about the milk of, of the animals it would bring forth because they, they were in good pastures. Uh, he talked about the bees uh, that would bring forth the honey that would be profitable because they were living in a healthy environment and they were able to do what they were made to do to bring forth that which is sweet. And, and so when we talk about a land flowing with milk and honey, we're not talking about everybody wants to be a millionaire tonight. We're talking about God opening your little world where you live, no matter what your age is, no matter what your background is, no matter what your past is, it doesn't matter. Let me encourage you and tell you tonight, God wants to show you that you can get the good out of your life. He wants you to prosper in the land he places you. Listen, God put in, and when Abraham said, you take the well-watered uh, plain uh, of Gomorrah, but, but, but I'm going to follow the Lord. And the Lord took him into the wilderness, into the desert, but there was a land flowing with God's blessings. Because God can bless any environment. God can bless any circumstance. God can move in any situation in your life. I refuse to say everything's got to be picture perfect before I finally enjoy myself. But I, what I want you to see in this is that the promises of God allowing Israel to go into a, into a land where they wouldn't have to build cities that would already be built. He said, I'm going to fill your houses with good things that you, you didn't even have to fill. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, I'm going to bless and give you crops and vineyards that you didn't even plant. They're ripe. In the year that God stopped the manna, the Bible said they enjoyed the wealth of the land. I'm telling you tonight, 
that those promises, Brother Mike, went all the way back to Abraham. God promised Abraham who would never see the land that Israel now knew in this setting. And Isaac and Jacob, the scripture says, men who, who received something and had a walk of faith, a walk of God, and, and God put that before them and said, I am going to be your blesser. I'm going to be your God that will take care of you. Can I tell you tonight that you and I probably have no idea of the blood, sweat, and tears to make and put this building here. I wasn't here in the 80s when they built it, were you? Some of you may have been. And so if you were, I don't mean disrespect. My point is, is that we're enjoying something that God provided us. In other words, I'm saying there were generations before us that God's blessings were in their life in order that one day you and I could enjoy this life. Talking about being thankful tonight. Thank God for our church. Amen. Thank God for those who have gone before us. Thank God for every message, every sermon that went across the pulpit and has trusted it and helped people to trust God and live for God. Oh, we need to get a bigger picture of the kingdom of God today. You see, God is not just the God of the living. He also promised to take care of, of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, their carcass, if I can use that terminology. He would take care, and, and, and their lineage would continue on, and their generations would continue, and God's blessings were on every generation that followed. Some of you aren't married. No clue who your spouse might, might be. Therefore, you have zero knowledge about if you're going to have a son or daughter or several. And yet, I want you to realize today that the older we get, the more we begin to realize how important our parents were and our grandparents and our great-grandparents. I have a picture in my hanging on our wall in our house of, a, of an elk that my great 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 grandmother in the late 1800s did with a pencil you'll have to come see it sometime it's pretty when, when you look at it it's, it's pretty remarkable how old it is and I can stop and look at that sometimes and begin to think of how many Generations have gone between then and now. And I am a recipient of not only the word of God, but the generational blessings that God has placed throughout the ages, that I would be a recipient of Abraham's promise, Isaac's promise, Jacob's promise. God wants us to be a thankful people tonight. Because because we begin to realize, uh, I didn't get here. Oh, oh, T.F. Tinney, he's passed now, but he was an incredible evangelist, speaker in our organization for many years. But he said, if you ever find a turtle on top of a fence post, 
He said, no, one thing, it didn't get there by itself. <laughs> and that's, that's what I want to say to you tonight. That's the first part of my message, is, is we have a lot to be thankful for. That, And I, I mean, you could be negative and say, well, back in the 80s, man, they, had, they were running 180 people here. Had a school, had, had, had an incredible youth program. So? You don't think God was looking into 2023 and saying, I wonder what that church in 2023 could do with this facility. They probably thought it was just for them back then, but I, I want to do a new work. I want to open up a new door. I, I want Chelsea to know that there's a church waiting for them to come in with good heat and air and nice padded pews, and they can enjoy the presence of God and live for God. Trying to expand your thinking tonight. It's not us four no more. I'm built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Let me tell you how important I believe the church is. I, I, I won't go into scriptures to prove these things, though I could. Another day, another Bible study. Well, let me just use my simple illustration. Scott talking about flowers on an old stoop when the building is run down and fallen, but there's still daffodils out there. And let me know, oh God, let me be thankful. Let me be thankful for what's been prepared, for the hours of prayer, for the people that have lived for God, for the testimonies that have gone on long before we did ours tonight. And they are faithful. And I'm built on that. I'm part of it. But I also want to bring you to this realization tonight. There's a lot of stones in the field. We could all go out these doors tonight and find one that we want to say is the one that we chose. If we were all going to go out and pick one up. But how much greater is a stone that is built as a temple of God as opposed to one that's simply in the field? What am I saying? You take on the fulfillment of all of thankfulness that God has had throughout the years of men and women who were thankful for what God was doing in them, past, present, and future when we become part of something that's bigger than ourselves, when we finally say, not only do I believe in God, not only do I believe the scriptures are right, not only do I, I, I know that I obeyed Acts 2.38, but even more so, I am part of the temple of God. I am one of the lively stones. I am built up. Amen. To be something for the kingdom of God. And there are going to be generations that will follow us, that will say, I didn't ever know Kevin Erickson. But I'm so thankful for the church back in 2023 that made some commitments to be what the Lord wanted them to be, that would be faithful, that would hold to these truths, that would worship God, that would know how to pray that would know God and all of his compound names, Brother Buck, that I could know him in the middle of my dilemma, in the middle of my crisis, in the middle of my problems. I have found him to be faithful. 
And we build our heritage on faithfulness. We aren't here tonight measuring who has the most money, who has the nicest car, who has the nicest home. We're building tonight on something that we have that is uniquely powerful. Do you know the ten lepers? You know the story in John? Right? They all cried out to the Lord as the Lord passed by one day, and they said, Lord, help us. We're, we're lepers. Just a, a gaggle of men, hopeless, disformed figures, cast outs, could never be in the community. Could only hope to see him passing from one town to the next. Their ability to find and seek the Lord seemingly was so minimized, so small. But I think one of the greatest things I see in that story, Tracy, is the fact that, that the Bible said that we know the 10th one. What, tell me about him. What, what was he? He was a Samaritan. Right? To think that with all the Old Testament law, all the, the years of Israel being faithful and walking after the Lord according to the word, according to sacrifices and feast days and offerings, priesthood, high priest once a year. That they could, through their deformity and through their rejection and through their hopelessness, we had Samaritans and Jews together. <laughs> that just was not true in the norm. They wouldn't even pass through into Samaria, the Jews, because they are filth, they are unclean, they are wicked, they are vile. We are the people that believe in the whole word of God, they said. And in the midst of that confusion, the law was no, more, no longer effective in that, in that it did not make distinction, it did not make separation. They were all in this thing together. In our poverty, in our, in our problems, we come together. And it was that tenth man, after the Lord told him to go and, and cleanse themselves and go to the priest and be washed and, and that they would be made whole, and they all were. But only one could stop and turn around and fall before the feet of Jesus and worship him. Thankfulness will always be based on your perspective. Thankfulness will always be built on there are many people this week in Thanksgiving, as we know it in America, that will give thanks for their health. They will give thanks for God, uh, the blessings in their life. They will give thanks for a good job and so on and so forth. And thankfully, that I'm glad they do that. But God's people are thankful because that God intervened in their life and gave them these things. A 
I've got to put on my glasses. These are readers. It hasn't helped me read at all. <clears throat> Proverbs 30, 7 through 9 says this. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. But David, in his vision and his understanding, could say, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. That's my message tonight, is be thankful unto him and bless his name. Romans 1, talking about the despondency of a generation that, that has no longer saw or recognized God in their lives. But they found their fulfillment, their successes, their answers to life's dilemmas some other way. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Colossians 3 and 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be thankful. God has put us together tonight that we can be one thankful body. I find my fulfillment in your life and in mine. I find my success tonight not because of who I am or what I add or what my ability is or what my qualities are or what I have or own or possess. But oh, let me find my thankfulness tonight complete in what God is doing in Chelsea and what God is doing around the world. Just a few thoughts in closing. Y'all okay? Thankfulness simply means the feeling of being happy or grateful because of something or someone. The world is thankful because of things, but the church must be thankful tonight because of the Lord in their life. Self-reliance always, every time, replaces God-reliance. When you don't need God anymore, you're diminishing your relationship, and you don't even realize it, but you have lost sight of life itself because you no longer are valuable in the body 
Now you're only valuable in your own thinking. Forgetting the Lord is the greatest peril which seemingly often comes from prosperity, not adversity. If I earn and make a million dollars today, money is not wrong. We know it's the love of money that is the root system of all that is evil. Why is it evil? Because it takes and gives me a self-reliance instead of God-reliance. David, what an incredible man that he was. That what a king he was, and yet he had no formal education. A shepherd boy on a hillside, whose brothers went off the war without him. Left those few sheep to him, but in those few sheep he learned how to be a whole. That his worth and his value was in the whole flock. And so when one of those lambs was taken away by that lion or that bear... His attitude about the body was what was powerful. A God who was for him. But in all of David's successes, we find that at a time when kings go forth to battle, because there are times when kings know that there may be loss of life, but it will be worth it to build and to save the borders, to protect the whole. And they knew there was a time, Buck, that it was right to go forth to battle for the good of the kingdom. And David stayed back and walked in his sleeplessness, for he was not tired from a day's work. He was restless as he looked over those walls and saw Bathsheba. It was his Prosperity, where David fell, not his adversity. He didn't fall in the battles he fought for the kingdom of God. No, those made him stronger. Those made him more purposeful for the whole, for the kingdom of God. It's when he separated himself, isolated himself, and said, I have enough. Nothing dulls our sensitivity to God like independence. As soon as I think I don't need God, it does more than just simply minimize my faith, but it disconnects me from the body. And this body is where I find my fulfillment when I'm part of something that God is doing. Adversity will always have more benefits in your life than prosperity. I hate to be a, hate to be a bad uh, thought here just now. Adversity introduces a person to himself, but prosperity 
intoxicates him. During prosperity, the prodigal son did not think of his father in his home. But he was consumed with the pleasures of the flesh. But when he lost all of his wealth and his friends, so-called friends, he came to himself and remembered what was important. I'm talking about tonight, this is why God wants you to be thankful. He wants you to realize where your substance and your worth and your value and your fulfillment comes from. Not by what I become, greater or smaller. I suppose I may have made more money than my dad did. But I'm supposed to. When he was operating in the you know, 40s and 50s, the average income was $1,200 a year. When I left Marriott, that's what I was making a week. That was 35 years ago. Moses, knowing the peril of prosperity, warned the children of Israel not to forget God. That's my lesson tonight. I hope, I, I hope I've made some sense. I've kind of hit you with my shotgun effect tonight. Our thankfulness is really substantive in our life. It's, it's much more than just me remembering once a year Thank you, Lord, for my health, for my family, for my beautiful wife. Thank you for my boys. But it's greater than that. It's, it's a matter of how I fit into God's plan and how I perceive God's reward and blessings in my life because I'm involved in his kingdom. That's thankfulness. That's what we have to build into our families. At 11, I remember telling the Lord, Lord, if you'll just give me this mini bike, I'll live for you. <laughs> I'm not sure that mini bike had anything to do with ministry or, or the kingdom of God or, or anything. But, but somehow, from that perspective, from that point, the Lord thankfully helped me and got me to a little more solid ground as time went on. Grew up a little bit. Would you stand with me tonight? Does this make sense? All that God is doing in your life was not just started today. I want you to realize it's been something that's been established and promised for generations. And now as I'm living for God, as I'm working in the kingdom of God, I also see the fulfillment of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob's promises. Those nine left and went to a priest. But the tenth one, the Samaritan, became a priest. He ministered to the Lord. That's what thankfulness will do in your life. Will allow you to become the fulfillment. Oh, there are many Jews who live by the letter of the law, 
but it was something that was on tablets of stone only. It wasn't in their heart. But today, God has blessed you and I to be in an hour and a day where we can appreciate all that God did in the Old Testament. Thank God for what the Lord did coming to this earth and giving of himself. And now I have the opportunity to have those things, those generations fulfilled in me when I am filled with the Spirit, baptized in his name, repented life to my old ways, and start living in the kingdom like God wants me to. Amen. Why don't we sing this song in closing tonight? Thank Your hand would be upon my friend. Lord, we thank you for him. I pray that you would meet his.